0: Well, I thank you, Gentle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Man, oh man, here we are in the midsummer, the just about approaching the dog days of summer, and your fingers are hotter than ever. Like the heat wave that just has our country and the continental United States of America in its grasp. Just a, a total microwave oven out west and down south. Just temperature, triple-figure temperatures, and your fingers are hotter than all of that plan that synthesizer. Hi, this is Tim Marr, that's Jungle Jim, our infamous musical director, and this is Failing Up, recording this podcast in the basement studio, located along the shores of the mighty Seneca River, flowing all the way up to the Great Lake of Ontario. That's right, the Great Lake of Ontario, and if you make, you know, uh, you get up there in Ontario and make a right, you're going to go past 1,000 islands. That place is jamming right now, 1,000 islands. 1,000 islands, there's 1,000 islands there, a little more. Is jamming on the Saint Lawrence Seaway. All vacationers, and boats, and you gotta you know, now and again you get a you know you get a big freighter coming through. All of that take you all the way up, all the way up. That river flows north, very rare. That river flows north all the way out to the point of Atlantic Ocean, around the world, just like my voice. If you make a left, you're gonna a little north, you get up to Toronto, Ontario. Great city, Toronto. A lot of fun times, a lot of memories in Toronto. By the good times in Toronto, Ontario, if you go a little left, a little, somehow you're going to get to Buffalo. Somehow you're going to end up on Niagara Falls. Somehow you're going to go over the falls. Somehow you're going to end up in Lake Erie and all those other great lakes, those huge lakes right around the country and these gigantic lakes. All one big body of water. And that's where this microphone is right now, right by the Seneca River that will lead you to all those bodies of water. Man, oh, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, Jim. All we're hearing about now is travel and travel woes, travel woes, especially in the airline industry. And uh, having flown recently, you know, and uh, not flown in a little bit, but having flown recently, I'm just amazed. Not so much about, I mean, you know, you have a shortage of air traffic controllers and pilots are getting ready to retire and all that stuff's happening. But I didn't even really notice that. What I've noticed uh, in flying. Is just the behavior of those that you're flying with, just complete insanity, selfish, selfish behavior. Just it's just crazy. It's total insanity. From the time you you get past the time you get to the security line, the security line, you know, if, if you take the whole experience of an airport, you know, you get to the airport, you've probably be, you know pre-checked in, you're all set. Everybody, everybody tries to pack their entire life into a carry-on, uh, carry-on luggage. You want it to be carry-on. Nobody wants to check luggage one because now they actually charge you to check luggage. There was a time you didn't. You checked luggage for free, and uh, two is um, people are afraid it's going to get lost. They're afraid their luggage is going to get lost. As a result, they're checking everything they possibly can on. To the um, to the flight, everything everything they can possibly check on. They're checking on to the they're they're checking it all in. They're putting it on check on luggage and they're checking it in. not checking it in, but they're bringing it on board that flight with them. And they and these carry on. It's called carry on, not check on carry on items. When it used to be back in the heyday, a carry on item was like a a backpack or something like that. But now they're these these big these big uh, wheelies, and you know, and then you get a group, you get a group of individuals flying. And they'll, you can carry on a carry-on item and one personal item, and people are packing their entire life. I just saw um, 1883 uh, Yellowstone, 1883, where they were they're getting ready to cross the 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 river, and they had all the stagecoaches. They're going to cross the river, and Sam. Uh, the head, the head guy, uh, Sam. What's his face? He's a, he's an actor that everybody thinks is the hottest cowboy that ever lived, but he's um he's telling these folks, you gotta ditch all the weight in your wagon, or you're gonna drown in the river. You gotta get rid of all that stuff, cause cause these folks traveling, uh, the pioneers going west, they like pack desks and furniture and pianos into their wagons, and that's what people are doing carry on luggage. They're packing everything they can in that carry-on luggage. Damn it. They're going to get on the plane, and that thing's going to fit in that overhead if I have to kill myself to do it. So that is already starting because nobody wants to check their luggage, probably for some good reasons, but they just don't want it. They're going to pack it in. They're going to carry it on, which then in turn causes the dilemma of we have limited overhead space. There's limited space in the overhead compartments on the plane, and they'll tell you that. Due to the limited overhead, we are asking you to bring your luggage up to the counter and we'll check it. As no, nobody wants to do that. And there are people, you know, you get to your gate. I always have gotten to gates. I, I, I'm obsessive about airports. I've always been obsessive about traveling. I used to travel a lot. I've always been obsessive. When I get to airports, way, I get to airports so early that those traveling with me wouldn't travel with me. I get to the airport four hours early. I'll hang out in the airport. I'll people watch. I'll have dinner in the airport. I'll have breakfast in the airport. I'll do whatever I got to do in the airport, but I'm relaxed in that airport. I do not run through airports. I get there early, and I I turn it into a day. We used to be on meetings because, oh, we're going to go out to dinner before we catch up. not me. I will see you at the airport. That's how I roll. So you get to the airport, and you get to your gate. And now everybody's, you know, everybody's just kind of hanging around the gate. But you know everybody around the gate, they're eyeing each other everybody's eyeing each other everybody is eyeing the gate they're waiting for that person from the airline to get behind that counter and as soon as that person gets behind the, the counter weight is kind of shifting as soon as they see the flight crew kind of you know come through weight is kind of shifting you know people are going up and asking questions people are trying to get into first class all that stuff's happening you know Little, and you know, people are starting to look at their luggage. Their huge, enormous, carry-on, stagecoach, freaking luggage, filled up every life belonging they have, because God forbid I have to check it, and I'm going to squeeze this mother freaking thing over that little crammy overhead compartment if it kills me, and I'm going to take you out doing it, which then in turn means when it comes time to board the plane, even though they have zones, and they have numbers, and they're going to board... You know, individuals with special needs first, individuals with families. Everybody wants to have a family. And if you're traveling, everybody wants to be traveling with somebody who's going to get on early. Then they're going to, you know, uh, you know, elite fly in clubs and all that kind of stuff. They're going to board all those. So that's you know, that's a good chunk of change. And then they're going to st- But the soon they say we're going to start boarding in about 10 minutes. People get up. People start. They're not sitting in the seats anymore. They're not eating stuff. They shouldn't eat because you're going to have to go to the bathroom on the plane. Now they're starting to position themselves. Position themselves to get on the plane, and this is when the ugliness really starts to begin. This is where it's doggy dog, mono mono. And the reason it's doggy dog because it shouldn't matter if you're in, you know, if you're in uh, B, you know, if you're if you're boarding in section B or C or D or F, it shouldn't matter because there's, you have a seat. But it matters because everybody is hoarding and they want to get this luggage on. That's why. And so, you know, they'll start boarding the zones, you know, zone A, zone B. And then they'll usually say, oh, well, you know, well, now zones you know, boards zones D to F. And that's when it gets crazy. People get up in that line and they're positioning and they want to get up to that counter and it's ugly. It's not pretty on the plane. And once, and, and you got to think about it this whole group, you know, 200 people or more are going to be on this tube in the sky. You're going to be on this tube with all these strangers. You don't know what kind of diseases they have. You don't know what they're spewing out of their body. You don't know their history. You don't know if they're violent felons. You don't know if they're psychotic. You know nothing about these folks. But you're going to be on this plane with these folks. And something happens when people get on a plane People feel entitled on a plane. You know, if you if you're traveling by bus, you feel like shit because bus is a shitty way to travel. I don't care about, if you're traveling on a bus. You don't care about overhead. You don't care about anything. You just care about the fact that you don't want to use that bathroom because nobody wants to use the bathroom on a bus. You do not want to use the bathroom on a bus, and you want to get the frick off the bus. So you don't care about about all that stuff. It's just, a you know, and if you're traveling by train, you know, there's a romance to the trains and trains are nice. But still, you know, trains, it's a step up from the bus and it can be nice to train, but it's still a long ride on the train. You don't feel entitled on the train. You know, the ticket's a little cheaper. The ride's a little rougher. It's a little longer. Lots of room. Tons of room on it. You don't check anything on a train. Tons of room on a train. Tons of seats. Tons of room. And you're just kind of glad to be on. But planes, when people get on the plane, there's all this pressure. Is the flight going to get off? Are we going to travel? Are we going to make? Then you get on the plane. You get on the plane and you watch these people, you know, get in your seat and sit down and watch these people just come down that aisle. And they're staring at that overhead luggage compartment. They're staring at it like they're looking for for the second coming or a lunar eclipse or something. But they're staring at that apartment. Like predators for the prey. You know, there's concern on their face. There's anger on their face. There's a mission. I'm going to get that up there. And then if you ever watch, nobody gives a shit about your stuff. If you have stuff up in that compartment, somebody's got to get that huge freaking box up there. They're going to shove your stuff around. They're going to jam that thing in there. And and they're going to jam it. It's going to get in there. Damn it, it's going to get in there. And what happens is, if it doesn't, if they can't get it in there, you know what they do? They just sit down. They just sit down, assuming the. It's now it's the flight attendant's problem. It's not my problem anymore. I'm in the seat. It's not my problem because I'm elitist and I'm on a plane. But I'm not going to play the rules. So here are all these. It's usually adults, not the kids. It's the adults who did. They don't want to wait in line. All the things you learn in grade school. They don't want to wait in line until their number's called. They don't want to appropriately put their toys away. They want bigger toys in bigger boxes. And uh, and they don't want to listen to rules. you know. So when it comes time to shut your phone off or go on airplane mode, half the people on the plane are doing that. They're texting, they're doing all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, everybody gets in. There's a lot of stress about overhead space. That's just always stressful. And I feel bad for the people who get on the plane later if you get on the plane later, you know there's not going to be any space because people are all over the place. But they're huge luggage. You sit down, the plane takes off. You're up in the air. la da 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 yahoo They come around the cart, you know, and you get, you know, what are you going to get? You sit next to a stranger. You know what you're going to get. And um, you're bouncing around. Needless to say, somebody's always going to get up. Or like, you know, so here you are on this plane. There's no personal space, but like the last time I flew, I had some woman just stick her ass in my shoulder. She just stuck it in my shoulder like it was nothing. I'm sitting there thinking, lady, and she's pushing me into the chair because she's trying to get something. No excuse me, no nothing. You know, like like I'm like I'm a wall or I'm a part of the chair. You know, people come stumbling down the the little skinny aisle or tons of dumb questions. You know, Is there, are there salt on those pretzels? Do you have salt on those pretzels? <clears throat> Excuse me. There, do you have, and they always give you the list. Here are the drinks, you know, diet, Pepsi, blah, blah, blah. do you have diet Coke? No, we don't have diet Coke. And you know the people at the emergency exits. If you're in an emergency exit, you know, you're just so grateful to be in an emergency exit because you had a leg room. And if you're at an emergency exit, you, you don't know if you can lift that 34-pound door. You don't, Nobody pays attention. You don't know if the top goes down or the, the, the bottom goes out first. It doesn't matter because you're lying. You're lying through your teeth. When the flight attendant says to you, do you understand the instructions? Are you capable of this? Everybody says yes because they want the freaking leg room. If that plane goes down, first of all, you're not going to need the emergency exit. Secondly, nobody in that exit is going to open that door. Thirdly, if you've ever seen people get off the plane at the end of a flight, it's mass chaos nobody is gonna if that plane goes down and skin across the runway and there's a spark nobody's getting off of that plane orderly there's gonna be like 55 people cramming you face-first into that door before you can even open it trying to get out case in point when the plane lands stressful moments in flying and that tube one is when you the carry-on luggage and getting it in that little thing a little overhead uh, compartment Two. People in their seats putting their asses in your face and all that kind of stuff, you know. And then somebody kicking your chair. They don't care. They're kicking your chair. Or the person in front of you. Why do you have to put your seat back? It's like four inches in. It's going to go right into your knees. That's just inconsiderate. But, um, but you're stuck on this, too. then you hear people coughing and you hear them sneezing. You know somebody on that plane has COVID. You know damn well somebody does. And you know they know they do, too. That's the word. You know they know they do. And then you get to the point. You get to the point where okay, oh well we're starting our descent into Los Angeles, California. We're starting our descent into Los Angeles, California. Now everybody starts twitching a little bit. You know, now everybody's starting, oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, everybody's grabbing their phones and we're just starting the descent. You know, you you know, you you're you're up you're up at peak, very few. You start the descent pretty soon when you're flying. You know, if you're, if you're flying from not too far, you go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. I am some seltzer today. I love, I love the seltzer. Mm-mm. So you're in this little tube full of germs, full of strangers, full of rude strangers, sort of elitist strangers who crammed their whole lives on this plane. Now you're coming down. Now you're, and you can't wait to get the frick off of this thing. It's obnoxious. Oh, we all care. Nobody gives a shit about anybody. Nobody gives a shit about anybody else on that plane. Nobody gives a shit. If you're on an airplane and you think those those other passengers give a shit about you, you're crazy. They'll trample you if you don't get out of your seat quick enough to exit that plane. They'll 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 scream at you if you if they feel as if you took their overhead space. But if you take the last crackers or whatever, they'll have a hissy fit. Nobody on that plane cares about anybody but themselves on that plane, except for the pilots and the, and the professionals. And so you get on that plane, and now now you're coming down, and you land. We land. Taxiing down the runway, going to you know, going to your gate, it's gonna be a few minutes. And and please, this this always happens because people gotta get off that plane. And this is why it goes back to that. But anything happens in that plane, people don't care, they gotta get off. Please remain in your seats with your seatbelts fastened until we get to the gate. And there's always a bing, then you do that. No, all of a sudden you hear click, 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 click. People are unclicking their seatbelts. And I say to myself, why the fuck are you unclicking your seatbelt? Because you can't go anywhere. You can't get up and move while the plane's moving. You can't jump the line. You, you can't do anything, but yet they want to cl- unclick their seatbelts because they want to get up fast to make sure they can get their overhead luggage so they can get in line. But it doesn't matter because you're crammed on that tube like little sardines. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. It does not matter. But yet it happens. Seatbelts click, 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 click. And the heads go ding, phones are on. Finally, you hear the pilots say, "You know, the plane comes to a stop." And you hear—they don't even tell you. They—I you know, love that—they don't even tell you that you can now unclick your seatbelt, And they just go, "Ding!" You hear "ding!" and "bam!" It is like—it is like everybody has a cockroach on their seat, and they all sit up at once. And now they're now they're going for the doggy dog. And this is why I I maintain that if anything ever happened to that plane, it would just be doggy dog. Massive, get out! Everybody's going to get out. They're going to run over you. They're going to run over the person trying to do the liar, trying to do the. 34-pound door who can't do the 34-pound door, but yet they're going to try to to get through that 34-pound door no matter what. They're all up there. Everybody's up there, and they're trying to grab their luggages without knocking each other in the head. You know, grabbing these huge carry-on luggages with their life belongings because they don't want to check it. Now they're trying to get them down not smash people on the head while other people are getting up. And it doesn't matter because you can only get off the plane one way. You can't, like, jump up five spots, if you do, your 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 you're, you're life's in your own hands. Nobody says a word, and uh, and if you stay in your seat. Now, the reason I like to get out of my seat immediately because if you stay in your seat while everybody's up there getting their luggage, you're gonna look. Now, if you're if you're in the aisle seat, you're screwed because if you're in the aisle seat. You're either gonna have somebody's crotch or their ass right in your face. It's gonna be right there right in your face, about as close as, about as intimate as you can ever be with someone's, uh, whatever they got going on there. And it's just going to stay there until that plane moves, until that that line moves. People get their stuff. I had I had a woman in a plane. She's like five people. I go, excuse me, can I get through? I said, no, you can't get through. There's nowhere to go. Where are you going to go? You know, they, you know, leave the, exit the tube, exit the, the tube and out into the, the great vast airport, where we forget how to read a number, and everybody's scattering around the airport, everybody from the rain, train a plane always immediately runs to the restroom because nobody wants to use the bathroom on the plane. You, if you use the bathroom on the plane, that's an emergency. But if you want to see human behavior at its worst, I'm not talking the professionals, I'm talking the passengers. You want to see human behavior at its worst. And human behavior normally isn't that great. But if you want to see that's at its worst, lock yourself in that tube and go up about 30,000 feet in the sky for about three to four hours. And you're going to experience the Petri dish of life. That's right, Jungle Jim. I hear it. This is Tim Marr. This is scaling Up. Bye-bye.